podcast that starts each conversation with a very important and impossible question. What's your favorite song? Uh, I am your host, David Ashley. And what I want you to do for me right now is hit that subscribe button. All right? And then I want you to rate us. And then I want you to tell two people about the podcast, okay? This only helps. This only works if uh, if we all work together. Uh, so, you know, if, it's a, if you've got a favorite episode, a favorite moment, share it with somebody else. And, um, yeah, so... Hope you had a great weekend. Um, fresh off of the Oscars. And it was a remarkable evening. History was made. Um, in more ways than one. Listen, man, I to tell you the truth, I'm I'm still a, a bit floored. Um I, you know, I hate it. I hate, I hate it to see that happening. Um but it had to happen, if you will. Um, I know there are a lot of uh, dissenting opinions out there, but you know, I wish you, uh, yeah, I do wish it would have happened backstage <laughs> at, at, a, at a party, but you know, I could Monday morning quarterback that all day, all, all night, all day. But um, truth is, you know, you just, you, you, you know, we have to teach people how to treat you and but you have to, you know, time and place, right? For both parties, right? I mean, I understand what comics do, um, but I also understand the plight of a, um, you know, somebody who <laughs> felt like they needed to make a move, you know? Um, the the important question, as this uh, daredevil whips by my window, Apologize for that. Hollywood is a wild place. Um, the great moment that came out of that was if you listen to Will Smith's um, um, speech um, at the beginning of it, you can hear Denzel say, love you, brother. And at the end of the day, that's that's what this is about. Um, you know, a lot of us, are sad because it had to happen in front of the white folks. Listen here. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed or not, but they didn't want us at the Oscars before this happened. <laughs> so I don't think that's the thing we should be worried about. <laughs> They's going to not let us as backs. No, that's, that's not, that's not, you know. And yet and still, I hate it happened in front of everybody, Right. Um, but yeah, that ain't the reason, you know, a lot of them didn't want us there. You know, we're an afterthought clearly, um, oftentimes, especially, uh, there. So I don't, I, I don't never want to do things in the, you know, <clears throat> excuse me. Anyway, I'm giving too much time for this, but what, what we really need to know is that black men have each other's back. Like Diddy said, we gonna get them together. They gonna they gonna work that out um, because that's the that's the really important thing. Yeah, keeping your cool, keeping your composure. Yes, that's that's very important too. Um, you know, and I can understand all sides. You know, comedians make jokes and they do, um, but you know, men protect their wives, right? Um, so anyway, that's it.
Um, you know, there's another video where you in between the um, in between you can see Denzel and Tyler Perry kind of convene. Tyler Perry walks away. Denzel hugs and embraces him. And uh, that's all that's important. That's all that is important uh, that we got each other's back. Just like my homeboy had my back. Today's episode, it um, I don't know why I said episode. <laughs> it uh, it's it, it's featuring a very special guest. Everybody's very special guest, but this guy I've known for thirty plus years. I'm talking about eight years old, nine years old on the same baseball team, Padres, Maywood Little League. I'm talking about behind Dad's liquor, the light blue joint. You know what I mean? You hit a home run, it's because it went into the bushes, into the weeds, not because there was a gate. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm talking that Maywood Little League. Um, Jermaine Boyette, man, remarkable dude. He has done something that um, very few people get a chance to do, which is a few things, right? Do something you love and then get paid, uh, you know, and then get to travel uh, the world doing something that you love, right? And as a professional basketball player for years in five, six, seven different countries, uh, he got a chance to do that. So we're going to talk about his journey uh, doing that. And um, I hope you enjoyed it, man. I really enjoyed it. As you can hear, I laugh a lot. I, I got to watch that <laughs> in my podcast. You hear me like in I'm like, oh, oh, oh my God. Like, you know, clearly I'm, I'm excited to be talking about music and talking about music with people that I love. So, um, you know, and then later on we have a, a nice little uh, trip down memory lane and whatever the name of that segment is, we're going to do that later. So um, hope you enjoy it. Next voices you will hear is that of myself and our special guest, Jermaine Boyette, a.k.a. Jamma. Let's go. Four, three, two, one. So good people, we got a we got a treat. It's a treat for it's a treat for me. Hopefully it's a treat for you. Um, I'm, I'm interviewing. You know, talk about your day one folk. Now, I'm not trying to say that we best friends, right? But I could pull out pictures of us on the Padres, Maywood Little League, minor league, you know, uh, Padres to Spone to Hammer High. But, you know, he hasn't stopped. You know, he's, you know, traveled the world, a professional basketball player, Um uh, formally, but once you pro, you always a pro, um, a good dude, an entertainer, um, a jokesman, a family man, a, <laughs> you know, just an all around solid dude. And, um, you know, we're going to rap with him today. I introduce to you Jermaine Jamma. Boy, yeah. Brother, how you doing? Hey man, I'm doing pretty good, man. Thanks for having me on your show, man. It's been um, it's been a long time coming, man. Um, man, it's been a while. I'm very appreciative of this opportunity, man, to speak to someone <laughs> I grew up with. You know what I'm saying? I grew yeah. up, with you, you know. Yeah, so, dog. Yeah, for real, for real. I'm happy to be on your show. Hey, I'm glad to you know, glad you could be on, man. I know that family life is is you know, you never know what's coming. You always got to be present. So I appreciate you taking this time, dog. Absolutely, salute, man. salute, my brother. So we're going to get into it. 
Jermaine Boyette, what is your favorite song? Well, my favorite song, um, and I and I could just remember this way back then. It always was played. Um, I never could get it out of my head. It was um, it was this guy called Rome. R O M E. Um, he had came out with a single. I could never get that out of my head. I, and still today, I can't get it out of my head. It was called um, I Belong to I I belong to you and it was a low-key cut you know yeah. it wasn't the ones that everybody know but it was right. a key cut and it was like and it hit me it hit me it hit my core when i heard oh, it. it was a and slow burn i remember and, that and, and one of them was like and one part that got me because he said so my lady yeah <laughs> tell me what's wrong yeah with your, with your boy hey so so to me <laughs> When he oh, was notes, great. it was just more, it, it was cool, it was relaxed, it was sort of resembled how I am. Yeah, you know, yeah. I didn't know too much about Mackin at the time, but oh, God. with that song, it kind of embodied <laughs> who I was as a person. So I yeah. he always wanted to be that type of, you know, player, player, or <laughs> yeah, this is what it is. But that song right there struck my core, man. It, it, it really struck me. I would agree. I would agree. Yeah, dog. That was, uh, man, on GCI, when it first came out, I ain't like it, but they played it so much. After about two weeks, I was like, "Oh, this is this is that this is that one." Shout out to Rome. I was, and, and you know what's so crazy, um, Da, that um, I was in controversy with another song with that song. It was um, UNV. Ooh. People don't understand. Uh, oh, oh, come on, it, come it was, on, dog. And that one was, I think it was called "Something's Going Wrong." Share is strong. strong. I'm falling out of love hey, with what people. What people don't understand. <laughs> what people don't understand. I'm really. I, I, I like those those ones that people don't know about, mm -hmm. but had an impact on that. That just had an impact in the music industry. Absolutely, they didn't man. go to be as big as they should, but that group. Yeah, and that I was, I was in, I was in, but I belong to you by wrong was my wow. favorite. Right? Fun fact: um, Sean Stockton from Boys to Men, his cousin was in that group. And uh, how long did how how many hours though would we just go back and forth if you don't get your? And I wish I never met man, her. Man, I, <laughs> and I think this is what people don't realize about us, man. That. <laughs> man, we was we was so genuine. We we was music. We we was kind of from our parents, from our grandparents, whatever. Oh, yeah. We was just oh, yeah. in body with music. Absolutely. And I think that what people don't understand is that we just didn't listen to the beat. We was listening to what they were saying. Absolutely. And Absolutely. when me and you were saying something, it, it was just funny because we'd go back and forth. With, yeah. With music titles, <laughs> but it, we'll stop at a we'll stop at a point. And then right. We just keep going, and me and you no. used to go back and forth, I'm back and forth man. for a long time. We were jokesters, <laughs> don't yeah. Wrong, yeah. Came to what me and you. I mean, that was nah, man. Just great I times, man. That. 
And we still do it today from time to time. Me oh, absolutely. Today. I yeah. catch you on I catch you on Facebook slipping. I'll be like, oh, 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 oh I got yeah. it now. <laughs> you um, don't get your TV, <laughs> but you want. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's yeah. great. But it, it, it was fun, man. I I, yeah. I think when it comes to you, man, and 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 what you embody, man, a lot of things that I think about off the court, off yeah. the basketball court, because you was great in your own way. Yeah. That what we what we shared, man, those memories that we shared in with off the court is that I will always keep with me when it comes to you, man. And so Yeah, dog. Yeah, um, it actually made us better people man will be actually helped us become better in life yeah yeah this is true man this is true so what's um what's the first album that you owned or purchased you know what man that's a tough one it, it was a tough one but the only album i could come up with that i remember having they used to wear tims they used to wear boots they had a chain on they mm. had these these vests, the, these like bulletproof vests on, man. It was Jodeci. Um, Jodeci. It, it, was, it, was, it was the Jodeci. Um, I remember that album, what, Cry For You? I think it was Cry For You What I Had, man. And that, that album... That album came never. I won't never get that album, man. There was so many cuts and so many yeah. songs in there, man. That you got yeah. me feeling. Oh man, come on, man, come you on, got man. Me feeling <laughs> love, like. To me, to me, no, to me, great. that whole album, yeah. it, it was cuts out of that whole album, man. Yeah. You know, about that, man. There's people out there listening, man, you you really need to understand what Casey and JoJo embodied. Yeah, in their yeah, music, man. In yeah, their music, no. man. So yeah, it was. I mean, it was. Was that a di was a Diary of a Mad Band? I Diary of a Mad Band. There it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. There it is. Oh, duh. So would you say? So what's your favorite album of all time? Well, the and you know what I used to do back in the days. It was me and you, Danye. Oh, um, me and you, Danye. So I'm a Michael. I, I'm really a Michael Jackson guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was brought up on Michael Jackson. <laughs> so if if you understand how me and you started all this, my favorite is that bad. Is that Ooh. bad album? Ooh, is that Michael I Jackson bad? I'm gonna tell you something. <laughs> since that documentary, or I, since he's died, you can make a case that Bad is his second best album behind Off the Wall, before make, Thriller. Before you can make a case, you can make that case. You can you make can. a case. Thriller, hey, Bad had heaters, <laughs> dog. So yeah, yeah. I agree. I yeah. agree. I like. I, I, um, to me, man, this is what people don't know. Um, I had four brothers. Mm. And when I was in the house, um, I used to always want to be the lead singer. Yeah. 
And I so I always was treated as Michael. Mm. Um, <laughs> and that's another that people don't know nothing about me other than sports. I love dancing. Yeah. Yeah. So when I when I knew about Mike, when he put it, when I knew about Mike and what he embodied to my soul, yeah, everything that he did, yeah, everything that he did, I was I, I wanted to be like, I wanted oh, to copy. And here's the hardest part, I was left-handed, so everything he I did, know. Right, everything that he tried to do right, I had to really master right. on the left hand side. Yeah, on so the left hand I, side. I, yeah, I really, man, I used to go to school, man. I remember trying to moonwalk, trying to. You know, trying to float in air with a smooth criminal. Uh, I tried to do a whole bunch of stuff about yeah. Mike, man. So <laughs> I grew up, I grew up really a Mike yeah. guy. Yeah. Then no, when you get older, and then when you get older, man, I'm not going to lie, man. Everything that he did, you was in tune. Yeah, you no, I, Everything you Mike did. And my favorite song of his, though, was Do You Remember? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we hitting the routine right now. Me, yeah. Hey, to me, it was, it was just. <laughs> I bet you remember. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, was, yeah, that's yeah. You know, I'm it was timeless, man. I mean, all the TV stations, NBC, CBS, ABC, Fox, stopped for I uh, remember the time. So yeah, that's that's a top five mic song for me, man. Um, now what was what was your first concert? You know what? It, it's crazy because. Um, a lot of times, and this goes with sports, with a whole mm -hmm. bunch of other things, a lot of times I didn't get to see a lot of people. So mm -hmm. I didn't really take concerts and be like, man, I want to go, I want to go, I'm going to go. But yeah, I yeah. always wanted to be at one. I always wanted to be at one just to get to feel the ambiance of a concert. So my first concert that I went to was, it was LSG. Plaza. So, second Star Plaza reference on the show, by the way. Yo, I'm telling you, everybody came through Star Plaza, man. Everybody. everybody. That was my. Hey, man. What was they doing? Hey, man. Your body, 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 body. Your sexy body. Oh, my oh yeah. It, it was. Dumb. Look, man. Yeah. Yeah. Look, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you're talking about. But see, when you're talking about. Cause they've been out for so long. You're talking about legends. Yeah. You're talking about music. These people who who brought in uh, their own people. Did you know? Um, I think um, Keith Sweat had a, already a group. Keith, Keith Sweat brought in. Mm. I forgot who Keith Sweat yeah. brought in. Yeah, yeah, Keith, yeah. I, Keith, I, I Keith Sweat brought in. Um, what's that group? Um, uh, you talking about uh, uh, Drew Hill? Uh, um, or, or no? Um, Am I dreaming? They they, yeah. they redid that yeah. song. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Keep sweat. These guys was bringing in like Drill yeah. Levert brought in his group. Yeah. Um, Keep sweat brought in the group. Johnny Gill. These people are they, they ain't more. They more than just singers. Yeah. They found talent. They found talent. They went around. If you if you search their Apollo appearances and all that stuff, man. It was bringing in people. Yeah, they were. They were. They were. Yeah, no, that's great, man. Um, LSG, man. What was your favorite concert? Well, 
a lot of people still to this day <laughs> it, it's still to this day he ain't going nowhere and that's um Robert Kelly yeah yeah to yeah. me to me and that's another star plasma mania star to, me, plasma. to me man there's not a song that if I'm listening to that man there's not a song that he just don't make he just don't make me want to have more kids yeah yeah no I, He's I, one I, of those, <laughs> I, I always say, like, I wish I could ask God. This is a weird question. How many? Who had the most kids made to their music? Like, was it Luther? Was it Teddy P? Was it? Was it? Was it R. Kelly? Like, who had the most? Jodeci? Who had the most? And, and, and you know, a music show. But, you know, I, I think it's hard for people to understand where we come from and GCI and how many R. Kelly songs were played. But, we, you know, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention the stuff that he's going through and, right. you know, what potentially, right. you know, the what potential harm he's caused. Correct. You know, Correct. And, you know and, hurt and people, I, and hurt people. In a, in a music no, no, no. I know, I know exactly where you're coming from. But yeah. in this day yeah. and age, we have to we have to mention that. Correct. So, Correct. So that, uh, you know, people can feel better. And also, you know, just to you know get the truth out. I still watch Cosby show. But yeah. it turns out, you know, Bill Cosby may have been a monster. Like, you, you know did, what I mean? And, and if you did wrong, you, you did wrong. Uh, it's okay to to admit it, but at the same time, you have to you have to get punished. You yeah, absolutely. Get punished for what for what absolutely. you did, man. You know, and as he is being, you know, punished now, as he is. And uh, but I and a lot of people can't do that. I can separate the art from the artist, so mm -hmm. that's not a that's not a thing for me. So, so Jermaine Boyette, Hammond, Indiana. Talk to me a little bit about uh, what it was like to grow up in Hammond. Man, when I when I when I'm thinking about Hammond, man, I think about the community. Um, everybody had a significant part in dealing with everyone's kid. Yeah. So yeah. your mom knew me. Um, you knew Kitty. You knew my yeah. mom. Yeah. So yeah. Everything that embodies in what a community should be like, that was Hammond. Hammond was it, it was small compared to the other cities surrounding, but it was big in our way because. We was blue collar workers. We was like we'll walk in the snow. We'll we'll play basketball in the rain, or we yeah. we we'll do a lot of things that. <laughs> yeah. um, but then you had your baseball. You had your baseball leagues. You have you had outside football, tackle the man with the football. So yeah. everybody wanted to everybody wanted to be around each other as a as a group of just families. So yeah. I, I I think when you leave Thanksgiving or one place, then you go to I go to DA crib. His mama said, you could come on over. Boom. Yeah, Everybody yeah. was moving from place to place, man. So when yeah. I think about Hammond, I think about what it embodied. It embodied a small city with, with people that just was hardworking, you know, blue-collar people that just yeah. wanted to make it in life. That I think yeah. that's what comes with Hammond that people don't know nothing about. We fighters. Yeah. Like, um, you could you could find diamonds in a the rough there. You can. You, you can, can find people who really, who's driven. Like that, I mean, I mean that's that's Hammond. I mean, you don't see a lot. I mean, it's a steel workers market out in Hammond. Yeah. It's, it's yep. a steel workers market. It's dry, yep. you know. But <clears throat> when when you into something, when you into something in Hammond, you are gonna be in it. And especially back in the eighties and nineties, I mean, yeah. it was thriving. It was thriving. Yeah. No, so talk to me about so J Jermaine and I, you know, didn't go to elementary school together. We played baseball early. 
But we went to middle and high school together. And in, in high school, you know, I was I was the man in middle school until he joined in, you know, eighth grade. We were on the same team. Freshman year, we all played together. Sophomore year, you and T's got uh, uh shout out to T's, class 98. Yeah, um, and he got uh y'all got moved up to um varsity. So now I'm I'm good again. I'm the man again. <laughs> and and then so being able to get moved up for varsity at 10th grade at the end, you know, for the playoffs, for the tournament. Explain to people the high level of basketball that was going on at that time, whether it was us against Central, us against West Side, us against any Gary school at the time. Explain, explain to people like just stepping in Central's gym and is five, eight, ten thousand folk there for the game, man. The grind family is right on the court there, <laughs> like yelling at us, doing like explain to us that feeling, man. You know, you know, back in back in our times, especially in the nineties, see, we was late nineties, but you know, Hammond, Hammond, Gary, East Chicago, all these guys already was was good. All these people had their own had their own people there. And so we was always looked at, and everybody can relate to this. We yeah. was always looked at as the lower middle. Tell it. Lower tell middle it. Of, of, of the group yeah, when it comes it. to East Chicago and Gary. But um, one, one, one thing that I did know, um, once you bring in, once you got good players, now mind you, I always talk to you about we are blue-collar workers. Once you bring in people who embodied and loved the game of basketball and what we played, you could change the culture. And yeah. we was in that culture shifting era we to where even though back in the 90s teams was good, we have formulated a, a mixture of these dudes talented. They, they walk with swag. They talk stuff. So we was in that, we was changing the narrative of what Hammond embodied. We wanted to be one of those teams where people wanted to just recognize. So when we came in, when we came in with the likes of East Chicago Central and Gary, Mm -hmm. we like, who is these? Like, oh, oh, we can play too. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, we could could play too. Like, there, see, even though we wasn't being, uh, we didn't get the, the the newspaper articles the yeah we didn't have all the six eights we we didn't have we didn't have that but what we did have was heart was heart and we wasn't scared of nobody this what nobody don't understand about Hammond to where when you find those diamonds in a rubber when you find when you come to Hammond when you look around you want to know what's out there and what's out there is likes like myself you Patisse Haywood, Keith Herring, Joaquin Jackson. I yeah. mean, we have a plethora of people Shout out there who embody yeah, what they wanted, what they wanted to do. So when we formulated that shift of being had some swagger, we wanted to we 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 wanted what they wanted. And yeah, so we, we did. Were, and so we was battling not just the team, but recognition for, for high school. We absolutely for high school, and I think we have garnered a lot of recognition and rec- and teams start to hate it. People like Gary Westside, Gary Roosevelt, East Chicago Central, yeah. We it seemed like they just like finally they popped up to the scene. It almost felt like they didn't know where we come from. Yeah, but yeah, it's one of those to where we get up under your skin. Yeah, it's like a, it's like we're always there. Yeah, we always there. Once we once we found that formula, and back in them late late nineties, about ninety five on down. Yeah, we start dog. rolling and rolling. Then they, we start to be put on the map. 
Yeah, three-peat sectional champs, you know, should have been mm, – I, I listen, man. Should have been crowned, a state at least three. Two, two, at two, least, two at three least, years. dog. Yeah. Like, I mean, when you talk about – when you talk about our team from 98 and our team from 97. And 98, I mean, like, let's talk about 98 went all five. The whole starting five went D1. Yep. So, nasty. Yeah, well, okay, so Eric was recruited. But he was recruited, yeah. But he was recruited there. He, did, he didn't get to play because he had a hurt he hurt his shoulder. But everybody went D1. Uh, we're talking about Weber State, Iowa State, Indiana State. Uh, IUPUI, and I, I think it was Tennessee Martin where they right. where, where they got recruited to. <laughs> Eric did. So you're at Hammond, you're a star, and talk to me about some of the. I, all right, what was the best game you think you played ninety seven ninety eight? What was your favorite game from from those from those two years? From 97, I think I broke out in sectionals against Calumet, against Antoine. Antoine Pipkins? Yeah. Yeah, I had like 20, 27 or 29. I remember that game. Yeah. I remember that game. I really, that was a breakout. That was like, he's arrived. He he, he really, he he know know the game now. Yo, he's good. He's good. Yeah. So when. Yeah. So I think you he, lit Gavit up. You lit Gavit ass up. I lit Gavit up in, in one. I hit Gavit up for eighteen in one quarter. And yeah, was it at the Civic Center or something like that? He was yeah. at the Civic Center. I lit Gavit. I, oh, I lit Gavit up. But as far as the heighten of the game the height, and okay. the situation of that game, yeah. we had to win that game because it was a sectional. I think it was regionals or sectional. Do you play Cayman in sectionals at that time? Yeah, in sectionals. That it, it meant a lot. It, it just meant a lot. And my best in '98. It was against Gary Westside. See, once again, we talking Ooh. about Gary Westside when yeah. he had those Kenneth Lowe, Kenneth Lowe, Kenneth Lowe, Danley. Patrick Danley. Yeah, 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 yeah. So those those games, Vincent Hart games. Yes, yes, Vincent Hart. Rest in he, peace. Yeah. Man, see, that's what people don't understand that them, them games are meaningful, and but it means a lot because you also want to be recognized in your neighborhood. You also yeah. want to be recognized in your region. Absolutely. Everybody gonna have their path. But when they talk about people, they're going to talk about Boyette. They're going to talk about 100%. 100%. So you go from – now, Hammond is a fairly white and uh, Hispanic city. Now, but East Hammond, you know, between May and Moss, between <laughs> Calumet, Columbia, uh, shout out to Creekside, is is black, black. It's blackity black. You know what I'm saying? In the middle of that is – is what's now Martin Luther King Park. What growing up we knew as Maywood Park. Right. So you go from that to Salt Lake City. Please talk about that culture shock. If it because we did grow up around white people, we went to school, I mean, all yeah. of that. So, yeah. but talk to me about being surrounded by nothing but right. You're at Salt Lake City Junior College. Now, yeah, correct, correct. Now I will say that was probably the most scariest thing <laughs> that I've been that that I wasn't prepared for when I got there. Um I knew I was going out of out of state and I knew what Utah was about per yeah. se. I mean I looked yeah. at, I mean but You're I right. we know, knew. <laughs> but I didn't know when I got there how much of a culture shot it was gonna be. I remember um, getting off I remember getting off the plane. I remember I left uh, maybe August um probably August 14th, August 15th. I remember got on the plane and my, my dad said, you ready? I said, Ooh. I said, yeah, I'm ready. 
Shout out nobody to come with me. Now, this is the time before um, you could walk up to the gate. Where people right, don't right, right. There was a time where you was in the airport where you walk a person all the way up to the All the way to the gate. And yeah. Everything was cool. 9-11 changed all that. So right. Yeah. A, a lot of stuff has changed. But at that time, he walked me to the gate. He gave me a hug. He said, man, do well. You know, my mom, my dad, and all of them said, wow. do well. So I left. I got on the plane. First time on the plane. Ooh. First time on the plane as well. And I remember, man, you know, we our come up is a little different from an A little different. A little different. different. Everything was more driving around. Get on the plane. It's about five to six hours, I believe, flight to Utah. Yeah. So yeah. Ooh. When I got on that plane, man, I, I I saw some of my people there, you know, on the plane. So which is good. I, I'm, I'm which is good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm comfortable. You know what I'm saying? I saw a little sprinkle. <laughs> I saw a little sprinkle. Yeah. A little sprinkle of us. Yeah, yeah. I saw a little sprinkle of everybody. So I got there though, man. I landed in Salt Lake City. Um, I remember getting off the getting off the plane. And when I got off the plane, I was walking down, you know, right now I don't see nobody. I remember walking down and look, you know, the spot where they, um, I forgot what, what, what they bring in, uh, they bring in before you could get off. Oh, yeah, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. The little hallway, the little, the yeah, little yeah. hallway. I remember walk, I was nervous. Oh. I was super nervous, man. But then when I got off, I looked, I didn't see one black person oh, God. in that concourse. I didn't see not one black person. So now I got a bag and I'm looking around and I felt like everyone was staring at me, man. I mean, like everybody, yeah. it's almost like, what are you like? Who, what? Yeah. What wow. are you doing here? I, I feel wow. like, I feel like a shock, man. It, it, it shocked me because I'm not used yeah. to where I was from, especially in Hammond growing up between. We're used to them looking at you uh, for, for another reason, because that's Jamma. Now right. who is that? Yeah. So I got off. The, I got off. My coaches them came up. I mean, they was white as well. So it's not like I mean. So I'm I'm walking. I'm walking, man. They say, "How you feel, man?" I said, "I'm I'm good." I'm, so they hugging me, saying, "Nice <laughs> to have you," and all that, man. So I mean, as far as the coaches, as far as when I got there and 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 made me feel good about being yeah. and all that, man. They did the best they can, man. I had to adapt because I chose to go way out to Utah. Got so it, I have to it. understand it's not going to be the same as it's Indiana. not going to be the same. So yeah. so would you would you tell people like I I also played Juco ball, didn't get the D1 like I wanted. Will you tell them how competitive Juco ball is? That it's not like people seem to think it's they they tend to throw it off as if it's not a, an official like league or or level of basketball, but just describe you know, the level of competition that you face. So, so Juco ball, what, what people don't understand what Juco ball is, you are still striving to get a scholarship. Yeah. You just got a great look at a school that seems, they, they see some talent out of you. They see something out of you. So it's almost like this is your last step before you get to the big, before you get to the D1, right. to the big show. Right. And you still got players that just like you. Yeah. That you never met from different parts of the state. So yeah. they don't have to all come from Utah. They come from Las Vegas. They could come from Oregon. They yeah. come from. So all those players are really striving to get to, to, to get a scholarship to D1 to D1 yeah. school. So it's a lot of competition. Yeah. So the competition is it's immensely harder to me before you even get that to D1 because everybody's scrapping. Yeah. And if you don't get that look, Spread I don't know two years. 
If you don't get that look out of those two years, your career could possibly stop and be over. Hello. (laughs) I raised my hand. Hello. (laughs) I have to keep it. I got to be honest with folks out there, man, that it's good that you got picked up because you you could learn a lot from it as far as what you have to work on, what you still got to improve on. But also, you also getting your school paid for. So there are some good benefits from it. But yeah. your goal in your mind is that I need to get to this D1 level. Yeah. I need to get to this level. So you playing against people that's trying to do the same thing you trying to do. Y'all yeah. just on the same team. You battling for minutes. You yep. battling a coach to like you a lot. You battling for the people who sent you out there. They need to see something out of you because Man. because somebody's so pressure. It's pressure in it's pressure in the JUCO because you could end your career right there. Yeah. Yeah. In two so years. In two years, dog. So you 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 had your stint at JUCO, and now you're you're on the big campus at Weber State, Big Sky Country, and you know talk to me about the, I guess the whatever pressure you may have felt coming in as their you know as their big recruit, um, you know a couple along with a couple of guys that we just talked about where they're from, EC. And um, and Chris Woods and Patrick Danley at uh, Westside. Talk to me about that experience coming into, um, you know, again, same era. Now, how long, how far is it? Where is Weber State? It's about 45 minutes. 45 minutes out. So, okay, okay. So it's a different city. You know, I'm I'm sure it's just as surrounded by as many white people. And you're going through this experience again, but having lived it for a year or two, so talk to me about going into Weber State and some of the pressures you may have felt uh, you know, going into now of, Division One, which is where you've been trying to get. Right. So what a lot of people don't understand is that when I was doing very good in Salt Lake, mm-hmm. I started getting recruited again. Ooh. This is where my, my Weber State coach sent me to Salt Lake community. I did well there. So now... I'm having mixed thoughts. I mean, I'm a faithful guy. Ooh. I'm a faithful guy, and that's oh. why I chose to go to. <laughs> but you flirted. But you flirted. Oh, but I flirted. I flirted Never knew Oregon this, State. Jamma. I flirted with Ooh. Oregon State, New Mexico. I was gonna be a Lobo. A Lobos. <laughs> I was gonna be a Lobo. That's what uh, I, I didn't tell a lot of people that before, but that's wow, where I Jamma. was gonna end up going. So I was doing very well there. And he was telling me, man, bro, don't leave, don't leave. Cause he wanted me to stay there another year so I could, so I could, uh, oh, go. really? Yeah. So I left after my first year. I was doing that well. I remember that. Yeah. We yeah. State pulled me, we were state pulled me out saying, nope. I, I, cause I they knew. <laughs> I, I got to get you for three years. I got to get you. I got to get you for three years cause they knew already. So, but anyway, yeah. going there, going there, man, it was a, it made me feel a little bit better because I knew the likes of Chris Woods. Chris Woods and Patrick Danley. Now they all came from my region. So they all came right. from Gary and East Chicago, which, yeah. you know, even though we was competitive with each other, we all kind of formulated, we all kind yeah. of made a nice little, what we call a, a, a the region group. We mm. formed a nice little region group. So um, that made it a little bit more comfortable there, but it was some players that was there before I end up playing at Weber that, was kind of like, man, they playing hard here. It's a different style of ball when you when you're on a D one scholarship. It is a difference. Yeah, it is a cream difference. of the crop, man. It is. It, it's a it's a different man. The, the players are the players know what they're doing. They more skilled. 
Um, they got to be on time. They got to know everything. They go. They, they. They. It's like a snap. Everything you better know this. They don't got time. They don't have time to wait on you. So. 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 You get there. It's going well. You're all big sky. What three years in a row? Um, three years. You're the. You know. Got to a point. You're all American. Like you're dog. You were living the dream. You were all American. And all Big Sky Conference and all of that. And it's just like, and you get to the tournament. Like one of <laughs> one of the, and I'm not dog, the one of the best moments. I hate Wisconsin to this day. <laughs> okay. One of the best moments was seeing you, obviously on one shining moment, but also, you know, if you watch college basketball, you you know what that is, but seeing Jermaine Boyette in the tourney. Cause it's well, it's same year. Nasty and and Tyree got there, oh, and that was great. And we was teammates. We were all teammates, but it was different to see Jamma in that tournament. You know, because it was just different. We talking like since we seven, eight years old, it was just different. So talk to me about the NCAA tournament, like, you know, just going into it and playing in it, man. It's one of, it's, it's one of my highlights of my career, man. Um, winning player of the year in high in, in Hammond, the last player of the year that came out of Hammond High was a highlight for me. But when I got to the NCAA tournament, man, because I watched the Fad Five. I watched God. UNLV. Talk I watched the Duke teams. Talk I watched all these it. teams that was in a tournament, man, and I, I I wanted to feel that. I did. I'm not gonna lie. It's like you 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 go through this, and you want to be a part of something. Especially in college, you want to be a part of something, not just playing yeah. games, but you want to you you want to make people realize, man, boy, get out there doing it. Yeah. Man, they just make the, they made the tournament. So nah. to me, when you got into that tournament, man, when people ra- raise you up and saying, man, you're the best player, man. We, I mean, in a long time, they came to Weber State, man. I, I. I, I embodied the the atmosphere, the people, the, the people who was crying, the people who was like, yes, and, and screaming and stuff like that. And then just to go see the NCAA logo when you yeah. walk out, when you walk out, man, it's a different type of feel, man. It's 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 more than just it's more than just playing a game, man. It's Jesus, it's like your man. it's like your dream. It's like your yeah. dream to want to be in one. And when you get there, the coaches the administration, the the fans, the city, it's like everybody embraces you because yeah. you was that you was the best player of that group and you you took it upon yourself to make sure we would stay get there. So yeah. I, I I was you know ADA man, that's probably one of my top two highlight of my career, man. And and God man, that was I mean we were we were by, I think I was in Tennessee by that time, but man, it was just, you know, uh, it was just something, man. And so the next thing, uh, you know, you go undrafted, Correct. But, but Jerry Sloan was like, I need to, the Hall of Fame, you know, may he rest in peace, Hall of Fame coach of the Utah Jazz yeah. was like, he, he kept, it was something there. He wanted to. There. He kept bringing you back he to the Utah back. Jazz. Like yes, he an, yes, another moment was me seeing you against. I think Reggie Evans. Yeah, he was like trying to take a charge, <laughs> and, and you got a dog. You have on a Utah Jazz jersey, Bruh. Dog, Bruh. You said you said to me one time. 
I remember where I was. He was like, yo, Garden Steve Nash is the hardest thing I've ever had to do in my life. Oh, my God. Talk to me about the experience oh. of, of playing in the NBA. I, I, I'm going to say this, man. I'm not going to say this. When they say there's levels to whatever you go to, Ooh. man, you really have to be a special type of guy, man. That's why I thank myself for people like you and the people that I was surrounded by who just kept pushing me, who, who, kept, my, who kept my vision alive, who kept my dream and my hopes to be somewhere alive, man, because it's easy to fall off when you feel like nobody ain't supporting you. There ain't nobody trying to help you get to where you wanted to go. I, I really have to embody I really have to embody basketball like I eat, sleep, I wake up with. I, I really have to embody that. So when I got there, my first my, my first time going into the facility, mm. forget putting on the jersey. Forget putting going, on the jersey. <laughs> just getting into the facility of their practice facility and meeting oh, oh. Jerry Sloan, cool. a Hall of Fame, a Hall of Fame coach. And he would play for the Chicago Bulls. And he played for the Bulls, yeah. To, to meet somebody like that, man, who people recognize, and he, he's he's well-renowned. As tough as they the come. Coaches, one of the best, toughest coaches out there in the NBA. To meet him and to see how tall to see how tall these dudes is, man, and how much it's about business. It was about business, man. When you step in there, man, everybody trying to get paid. Everybody trying to make the team. Hey. Everybody. And I walked to see Andre Karolinko. I Ooh. saw Greg Orchertag. I'm seeing Ooh. a Carlos Aurora. I'm Carlos seeing, Arroyo. Like I'm yeah. seeing I'm seeing people who I watched either in the Olympics or people who was with Carl Malone or yeah. people who were getting paid 60 to 70, 70 million dollars a year. Like when I see that, I'm not gonna lie. I am stuck. I'm stuck. Yeah. I have I get to get it. It's, it's, it's tough. <laughs> It's it's hard, man. Saying, man, I'm I'm one of those too. Oh, one of those too. These people been doing it for a long time, man. So they know what they know what's up. Damn. So I'm I'm stepping there, nervous, butterflies like crazy. Yeah. It's hard, and then you got to compete for a spot. A spot, and God. Like, let's go. Let's, let's go. go. <laughs> like, Wait, Jerry Sloan is on the side talking about let's go. That, when I'm telling you, it's hard, bro. It is. It's 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 completely hard, man. Trying to get there, man, but. For them understanding my talents and bringing me back, man, they saw something. They saw something out of me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. so they so they brought you back two years, yeah. Two, two years. Bro. They brought me yeah. back two years. The and first year, what people don't know, <laughs> da, <laughs> what people don't know, I was the last cut. Mm. Um, my first year, and the only reason why I was the last cut is, um, one of the guys broke that. One of the the start. One of the best players broke their thumb. And it mm. between me and a taller guy. Oh, I was only labeled 6'2 at the time, 6'2 at the time. So he was 6'8, six, 6'9, six, and they kept him because they needed another guy. And Jerry Sloan walked in there and told me, he said, he said, this tough, bro. He said, this tough. He was in the oh. locker room. Oh. And it was only me and his bag. It was only me and his bag in the locker room left. Oh, I, played against, I played against Iverson. I went against Nash. I went against every. I made it all the way to the last. I, I I went to Mexico to play against Dallas. I went everywhere with them. I was on the plane. My per diem was about thirty five hundred, thirty five hundred a week. Wow. Just per, diem, just per diem money. I'm eating all types of stuff, <laughs> bro. Like it was like surreal for me, man. Being on airplanes, chartered, like like wow. it, it was crazy. And that Jerry was the life. He was living a life. Jerry Sloan comes in there. Jerry Sloan comes in there, man. 
He said, he said, you, Mo Williams, are you guys, man? I I, I want to keep Mo Williams. He said, I want, he said, I want to keep you. They drafted Mo Williams, though. They did, yeah. And Mo Williams didn't go first round. Well, people don't understand, Mo, Mo Williams won a first round pick. Mm, okay. okay. Mo Williams was like a second, I think like a second, he was a second round pick. That's why you almost took that spot. Almost That's... took that spot. But even if they would have kept him, they were thinking about keeping me because of the other guy. They was going to keep three guards. God damn. They was going to keep three guards and that other guy. So it was um, – it was bittersweet, but I can tell you one thing, man. Jerry Sloan said, if you need anything from me, wow. Tell him, he said, tell him to call me. Wow. He oh, said, tell him to call me. So that's when I started my career. That's, that's beautiful. Started my career going overseas. And that's God, I got goosebumps, dog. Like that's hmm. he was really living a life, man. I, that was where we all wanted to be. And uh he was the cream of the crop, man. Let me ask you a quick, quick question before we get to professional career do you think if and of course man if if was a fifth we all be drunk all that good stuff no regrets but do you think that i never got this from you do you think that the choice of school may have affected all right I'm, let me just tell you what i thought and what i've had a conversation with with other basketball fans about was that i and this is just me i don't know Perhaps you were born too early, <laughs> but I don't know if Weber State used you correctly. Okay. Would you agree with that statement? Um, I, I, I won't agree with that to this point because they didn't use me as a two guard. Okay. They did put me at a point guard position. Now, okay. I will say this. I just don't believe that I just don't believe that when I was put in at the point guard position, I know for a fact that I wasn't a pure point right. guard. I knew right. that. I always played the two guard. You already know. I just shot mm -hmm. the ball. Yeah. If I had a little bit of what Jack had or Tease, because remember, I I was a late bloomer in running the point. In running the point, right. I was a late right. bloomer. So, and then my mentality was scoring. Right. Trust and believe you could make it from anywhere. Yeah, you can make it from anywhere. If I had a little bit of what Tease and Jack combined had, not yeah. scoring, not, not scoring. scoring, but a little bit what they had because the transition of being a scoring point guard wasn't there yet. Right, it right. Wasn't, it wasn't. It was yet. only. It was only Iverson. Remember, right? Remember when back in back back in that time we we talking about two thousand ninety nine two thousand like yeah. ninety nine two thousand and when you playing for Utah, they didn't need a scoring. It wasn't a scoring point. It wasn't guard. about scoring. They want you That's to say that. That's not what it was. So Correct. I Correct. can say if I went to another school, I probably would have a better chance, but I still would have to run the point at my You still had to run the point. At 6'2". Okay. And you I'm going to say yeah. I lacked, if I lacked in any field, it will be not necessarily you're going to take the ball from me, but the understanding. Of, the, yeah. The, the understanding. Standing more of playing a point, you ask. To, yeah, to officially run the point as okay. To officially run the point because I was wow. I was a score machine. I oh was a score God. machine. I you know all of them know. <laughs> you average I, what? I average my senior my senior year average twenty one. I think twenty one points a game my senior year, and then yeah. my junior year, 
and I came in, I, I came in at 19 and, you know what I'm saying, 19 and 21 points and 21 points a game. Like, yeah. to me, that's yeah. a scoring. I was a scoring guard. And I remember Jerry Sloan used to tell me, man, you got to see everything. You, you got to make sure you see everything now because I'm I'm literally, because of the offense I was put in at Weber, Yeah, I was the man. So everything is considered around around me. Everything yeah. is around me. So I'm just trying to score that thing. And I didn't understand that. But I was good enough for them to keep me because I was close. If I had another year, now that goes back to what you're saying. You give me another – you put me in a um, – uh, keep me there. And the following year, that's when a lot of the scoring point guards started to yeah. – So yeah. say, say that point, I think you gave me a year or two. Man, I would have been pretty. They good. would have been able to see it. Yeah, yeah. They've been able to see like okay. okay. I remember one time you you said, "Man, I I gotta get rid of my jerseys, man. I can't, <clears throat> I can't wear." Uh oh, I think we lost Jamal. Um, but he he said, uh, "I got to get rid of my jerseys because uh, uh, I can't be wearing your jersey and playing against you at the same time." I just remember that being a, a conversation we had, man. But just to, you know, until he gets back, I think that's that's a hell of a um that's a hell of a mindset to have, right? And um that's a hell of a mindset to have when you talk about a competitor. Hey Jermaine, I was just can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you. Okay. I was just talking about how um you said to me once, she was like, man, I gotta I got to get rid of my jerseys. I can't be – I can't have your name on my back and I'm playing against you at the same time. Then <laughs> I was saying, like, what What a – you know, we said it jokingly, but I was like, what a mindset of a competitor, right, to understand. Like, that's Jordan-type competitor, you know, yeah. mindset, where it's just like, nah, fam, you ain't finna get nothing on me. You know, you ain't finna see me out and be able yeah. to say you got my – you know, my name on your back. You can't guard me like, you know what I mean? So um, so talk to me about now you're preferred. What's the first country you travel to to play ball? Man, I went to Poland, man. To oh, Poland. And, and easily before that, man, um, even before that, it was the CBA. It wasn't called the NBDL. Oh, CBA, right. So when they when they had released me my last cup, my agent was like, "Man, you got you got a chance, bro. You got a real good chance." So instead of me going overseas, I needed I needed oh, that that I time this, to, to get brought up to get brought up, learn learn more of the game as far as being playing a point guard. Wow. Okay. So I was on Idaho Stampede. Idaho Stampede. Okay. So talk to it. So was there a shift? In like, okay, well, I didn't make it yet, right? You, you had the two stints in Utah as a as a player on the Utah Jazz. Um, was there a was there a, a, a an area, or did you even have time to be down to say like, man, I ain't making? Was there an adjustment period to 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 being like, wait, I didn't get in the NBA, and now I still have to make it? Like, talk to me about that. Man, you know what, man, I, I think the letdown was a lot of people was really rooting for me to make it. I was so close. They see every week that I'm surviving yeah. every yeah. week that boy is still there every week. And so remember I told you Hammond is a, it's a small, it's a big city, but it's a small in its own right. Hammond is within Hammond. It ain't yeah. with nobody else. If you don't Correct. know about Hammond, 
it is what it is. You got a Correct. lot of people who support you, who you came up with, who's behind you, who's behind you to want to make it. Yeah. So week after week after week went by, and then when you finally realized that you the, you did get cut, there's a period, there's a period where you sit in your car, and because I'm still human, to where yeah. you're like, man, I was that close to making it, like to really being officially, officially on a roster. My jerseys was going to be on sale. I was going to bring a a million jerseys to have me just to give them away. Just to like, give them away. Yeah, man. It, it, it was, it was, that, it was that moment when I said in my Chrysler, cause I don't want driving. I want driving like them. Yeah. But I just, yeah. <laughs> I just sat in my car oh, and went back, man. man. Didn't want to really talk to nobody, man. But I have to, I have to, it, it, time waste for no one, D. Time waste yeah, for no one. And so you can't sit and mope because in, in that type of profession, it's about, it's about business. It's, it's about business. business. So if you mope, you're going to lose. You're really going to lose what your your end game and your end goal is to yeah. try, you know, try to reach it. So that's why I kept trying and trying and okay. trying. And then my okay. agent said, this is what we can do. We can we go to the CBA. They go. They still watching you. They still got people watching you. And, they, still, and they, know, okay. they know of you. So I went to the CBA. But here's the tripped out part. Now the Chicago Bulls, Milwaukee Bucks, and all these other teams looking at me now. Oh. Oh. So 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 what people don't know, what people don't know, the reason why I didn't stay in the CBA because my agent brought in some he he brought some money to the table, some offers from from over from overseas. Wow, so that's a decision to make. So now do I stay and wait to get chosen or do I take bird and hand beast to the bush? So now I'm in as as a, you know, I'm still I'm still I'm still a young man. I'm right. I, I, I'm I can't I can't really fathom what I need to do, and that's why you got these ages because it's up to you. <laughs> but the agent, yeah. you know, some agents will want what's best for you. Some agents like, look, let's let me get this money to you. Hey, is this money on the table? Do you want to take this or not? You know. Yeah. So I was in one of those predicaments, man, and um, I chose the money. You chose the money. Okay. And which, listen, not mad, man. Um, Poland. Uh, so talk. So so we got Poland. Mm -hmm. We got France. Mm -hmm. We got Italy. Mm -hmm. We got um, Israel. Mm -hmm. uh, what am I missing? Um, you got France. Japan. Japan. Okay. You got Japan. Was like Koyoto or something like that? Kyoto. Or? Kyoto. Kyoto, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what was you your also, best experience? You missed Venezuela, huh? I missed Venezuela. Oh man, I ain't know about Venezuela. Shoot. Okay. What? 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 Which one was your best experience? My best experience was Italy. Italy, got it. Wow. Okay. My, my best experience was Italy. Um, just to see. Just, just the, uh, the water. The, I mean, just what they, the boats, the water, the yeah. Picasso. Yeah. Uh, you talk about Picasso. We talking about pizza, <laughs> man. You talking yeah. about the way they dress, they nightlife. Oh. I mean, I mean, I mean, dog. You, we talked about what Hammond is, and you know, we were growing up. Hammond was seventy, eighty thousand people right outside of Chicago, between Chicago and Gary. Correct. But we've gone from this bubble of Hammond, Indiana to 
Division One, but everybody's white in Utah <laughs> to traveling the world, doing what you love to do. Yeah. It's like there's only a small percentage of people, period, in the world who get a chance to, one, travel the world, two, do what they love to do, and three, travel the world doing what they love to do. Correct. You are That's elite, dog. You were in an elite place in life, man. Just talk to me about what your mindset was being from Hammond and uh, going back and forth to different countries, man, and you having what, to man? deal with the food and the style of play and all of that. I got spoiled, man. I, I got spoiled, man. And it's crazy because there's a lot of people in Hammond that really don't even get out of Hammond. Oh. Or the furthest they would go is, yeah. is to Indianapolis or go to Chicago. Yeah. Like yeah. to me, man, um, it's not an easy moment leaving as well. Wow. Because you're going to another country who maybe don't look at you as being Come one on. of them. Yeah. Come and on. all that type of stuff. So, um, for example, I was in Japan. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was born on Pearl Harbor. Mm. Oh, and so up. these people in Japan, I mean, we have our own books, our own pamphlet books that tell you about our eight, I mean, who we are, where we're from, what day you were yeah. born. And so, yeah, yeah. Um, it's some people in Japan that's still not very fond of just Americans. Shut up. Wow. You know what I mean? It's still people out there, but for the most part, for the most wow. I mean, you call flack on that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. But for the most part, Japan is a, that's another spot that you could just go to and and those people there's some nice people out there man there's some there's yeah. some nice people out there yeah and and Italy all these it's just how they live and what they driving and yeah and how close is their restaurants and their stores mm, okay. and what are you sleeping on mm, okay. and okay. how do they <laughs> team functions be yeah yeah and I felt like I was a rock star in a lot of the in a lot of these countries I was in Wow, that's beautiful, man. I feel like a rock star, man. How now? How close were you to Paris when you were in? Uh, was it Orleans? Oh, when I was in um, Nancy and Orleans, yeah, I was Nancy, in, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Did uh, you spend any time in Paris? Not much, not okay. much. Um, that it is further. It, that's further out from what. Now you got to ah, remember. Okay. You got to remember your free time. You want to rest, but you don't. You don't get a lot of that freedom as ah, what is what is what you think because you practicing twice. Um, okay. you are going out, but you not you ain't going too far out because you know that next morning you got you, you know got to go. Morning. Okay, got it. Got you know it. the next morning you got practice, but <laughs> I did sightsee. I did a whole bunch of sightseeing. That's I did good. go to Paris. I did do a lot of that. But man, I tell you what, man, when you out there, man, it ain't the same living as when mm-hmm. I was in the NBA. God, oh it's, God, different. I know. I it's, it's, it's different. It's different. Hey, listen, I'm 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 gonna get you out of here. I wanna I wanna hold you, but I got a couple more questions. Um and then we're gonna do the, the fast round. <clears throat> Talk to me right quick about um when you knew it was time to hang it up. Oh man, when did I know it was time to hang it up? You know, at, when when you keep leaving. It's hard because you don't you you want basketball to be forever. Yeah. But but yeah. but we all know it's not. But when you keep leaving, going back overseas and overseas, and we have kids and oh, wow. and all that, man, you got to take into account is that man you want to see their their child their child life. 
Yes. Not yes. when they're teenagers and all that type yeah, of stuff. So, yeah. man, when I realized that, man, you, you feel it at about 36. Mm, you it. feel it at about the age of 36 when you feel yeah. it. Not saying that you still can't play. Yeah. But you start to feel it because of the traveling and what you got to the endure travel. when you're going overseas. Yeah. Now, if it was in the U.S., it might be a little different. But when you're yeah. overseas, Puts it takes a toll. Oh, yeah. it takes a toll yeah. on you mentally. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. And, um, you know, forgot to mention, married man, father of two, right? Two. Correct. Two. I was at the wedding. Shout out. It's funny. Yeah. My homegirl, Kim, um, who I know through one of my dear friends who just passed away in September. But Kim says she was there when you met when you met uh, when you met your wife. And then I remember because I, I had a picture with her at your wedding, but I didn't know her as well. then. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it was just wild, man. I mean, just how small the world is. Do you. So now you're coaching. Correct. And uh, at our, well, what was our alma mater, Hammer High, which is now changed into Hammond Central, you know. Um, it's hard. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, you see, you see, you saw it in my soul. <laughs> do you have any head coaching aspirations? Yes, I do. Yes, okay. I do. Okay. Um, um, and, and, you know, with coaching, everybody should know it, it, it takes time. And you want to be put in the right, um, the right position. And um, it's timing, just like with basketball. It's, timing, it's, yeah. it's about timing. Yeah, um, yeah. But as long as I feel like giving back to them, yeah. I can stay energetic by just giving back to the kids no matter what I present to them. But giving back to the kids is a good thing for me. Yeah. Y'all been doing a great job, man. You littles, the whole coaching staff. Y'all, you know, y'all been holding us up, man. So uh, good luck and all of that. Um, now, we're going to do a quick uh, a lightning round, what I like to call play by ear. I'm just gonna give you two options. You just gonna pick whichever, you know, whichever one that comes to mind, whichever one you like. Cool? Cool. All right, let's go. So, point guard or shooting guard? Shooting guard. Okay. Um uh Kyoto, Japan or Orleans? Kyoto. Okay. Um Carl Thomas or Donnell Jones? Donnell Jones. Okay, we're gonna talk about that off off camera, but um <laughs> not just playing. Now as a backcourt mate, it's going to be hard. Patisse Haywood or Keith Heron? Keith Heron. Keith Heron. Okay. That's how I was looking at I was trying to stump you. And, and this is one thing I, I meant to ask. This is the last question. Um, not even a question. Just talk about being... Uh, marriage, being a husband and a father, just briefly, whatever you want to say on that. I just, you know, because you, that is a big part. That is your life. So I just wanted to uh, talk on that, man. You know, I, I think everyone has a different path, their different journeys and, mm -hmm. and on, on, especially just being who they with, they have yeah. different, they have different journeys for me. It's 11 years now, right? Yeah. To me, I, I'm looking at it as, I'm just getting all my years and making them back up. You got to remember, I've been overseas for a long yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm just embodying the, I don't want to say just, but I'm, I've been in it for a minute now, but I'm just getting that, the ups and downs, the, yeah, the, yeah. the responsibilities, the other mm -hmm. stuff that 
I wasn't a customer because I was living a different life. Yeah. And what I mean okay. is I was I was going on an airplane or I'm oh, traveling. I gotta go. Yeah. Or I like I couldn't really stay stabled. Yeah. And you know, yeah. I understand now, you know, I'm starting to understand what this <laughs> this mirror's life is about, man. Um, got it. Got you just gotta it. stay yeah. committed. You gotta stay committed. Um you gotta you gotta make sure that um that y'all always on the same page. And and it's okay to sometimes disagree. And people gotta understand too, there's also times that you just got to step in and and take charge of a situation sometimes yeah um okay. because they they need it just as well they need us to and, and they also want us to step in yeah you just got to yeah. know when the right time to do it so you're gonna have your ups and downs with it it's just what you make of it but the, the end result is that you make sure that everything especially in your household is um is all kept within you within within the family and so yeah, long jog yeah. and embody the the rights the wrongs what you're supposed to be doing and just raising, you're not just raising your kids. We also raising each other because yeah. we become wow. a better version. This to become a better version of ourselves, wow, you know, each beautiful. and every, each and every day. That's going to be, that's going to be something. That's going to be something, that's but gonna be something. you know, if you, if you love each other and if you, you know, you're just going to get, you're going to get some, some good and bad, man. It's what, how, it's how you deal with it. That's how, how you deal, deal with it. it. Mm -hmm. Jermaine Boyette, Jamma, as I've called you for over 30 years now. I appreciate you, brother. I love you, my brother. I appreciate you coming on. Um, I've enjoyed seeing your, your, your growth, your path, man. You come a long way. Um, you, your family, uh, you know what I mean? Always, always good money with me, man. Hammond, Indiana, represented all over the world. Um, soon to be. Hall of Fame, not only at Hall of Fame in Weber State, but <laughs> Hammond Sports Hall of Fame is Correct. coming up. If you you know if you don't want that part in there, I'll cut it out. <laughs> but but uh, yeah, dog. Hey, yeah. congratulations. Yeah. Thank you, man. It's good to see your face, man. It's been a while, but um, you know let's let's rally the troops and try to get a 25th year Hammond High uh, reunion. You know, let's try, let's try to I, do it. Yeah, I tried 20. It ain't want to go, but, hey, you know. Hey, try it, man. Hey, man, we got to keep trying, man. And, yeah, uh, we Even do. if it's not as many people, man, we need we, we do need to catch up with each other, man. And, yeah, yeah. And, you Tease, know. Tease told me, he was like, he, and I, I didn't want to do it because I wanted to do just 98. He was like, man, you should just, like, it should just be a, a range of, of folk for anybody who want to come. For, and I was just like, nah, I wanted to be 98, but I probably should have done that. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> oh, yeah, that was uh, back then. I remember that. How long ago was that? Man, that was what, 18, 2018? Yeah. I was trying, man. I, I'm making videos and shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, anyway, um, dog, good to see you, man. Thank hey, you, you too, man. Me. I appreciate you, man. I, you keep doing what you're doing, man. All right, brother. Hey, that was your main boy yet. Let's get it. So that was Jermaine Boyette, man. And I don't know if I gave his proper accolades um, but yet, you know, beforehand. But Hammond Hall of Fame, that's a big, may, may not be big for you all, but uh, Hammond Sports Hall of Fame, Weber State Hall of Fame. Um, and you know, he just got in there the same time Damian Lillard got in. Um, you know, all Big Sky, all American, just just some real like, you know, 
I don't know how many of us, you know, know somebody like that, you know? I mean, obviously a lot of us, but still compared to how many of us play sports, you know what I mean? That's a that's a small number. So shout out to Jamma again, man. That's, you know, uh, for, for taking time out. And um, again, you know, him and coaching staff up there with the head coach, Larry Moore, you know, they, they keeping the Hammer High tradition on, even though Hammer High is no more, you know what I mean? Y'all living... Y'all taking that legacy and pushing it on, you know, forward. So I appreciate that, man. Um, good luck to them, man. So we are at the portion of the show again where I keep telling y'all to help me name the segment. That's all. Just 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 come to the inbox. What's your favorite song on Instagram? What's you are favorite song on Instagram? help me name the segment that's all but guess what y'all won't do it right so this segment is where we just you know kind of you know give like a a little known music fact but today uh we're at 73 minutes sheesh um that's another thing i'm I'm gonna bring down these uh interviews i'm gonna make them more succinct and and talk a little bit more i'm gonna go you know directly toward the uh, anyway whatever if you're still listening thank you apologize to y'all um but honestly i do thank you uh, for listening man this is uh love interviewing people man i love you know just trying to put something together and um like uh like tommy davison <laughs> said on martin the creativity has to be fed man <laughs> vernell hill so check this out i'm gonna take you all down a windy road right quick right and we're gonna we might have a little a few detours i'm gonna get that out right quick the show's over if you're still here you got a couple extra minutes so we're gonna start with hmm we're gonna start with lenny kravitz right so lenny kravitz's mother roxy roker is uh, if you don't know it's the beautiful woman uh, from the Jeffersons who's married to the white man upstairs married to Tom Willis they're married that's Lenny Kravitz's mother so after she got the job on the Jeffersons Lenny Kravitz you know they had to move to the west coast because they was from New York and so once they got to L.A., Lenny Kravitz is hanging with everybody. He's 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 at the Gordy, Barry Gordy, them house, and he became friends with um, the young man Rocks. I'm sorry, um, Rockwell, who sings. that's Michael Jackson on the hook that's Rockwell and um, you know that's Barry one of Barry Gordy's sons so Barry Gordy's son took Lenny Kravitz to a new edition concert and at this new edition concert Lenny Kravitz meets Lisa Bonet we already know what they created you know (laughs) They created 
that amazing um, Zoe Kravitz, who's doing a great job in Batman, by the way. She's really good. She's really good. Right? So one of the other people that um, Lenny Kravitz was hanging around with at the time, also Lenny Kravitz was in a, a group. I forgot the name of the group, but his name was Roy. No, he was in an R&B group back in the day. And then as an artist, he became, um, his name was Romeo Blue. See if you can look up his music. His name was Romeo Blue. And one of the other people that, you know, he started hanging with at the time um, was who ended up being, you know, J-Lo's manager and, you know, a, a big, a big player in, you know, the, um, in the music business. And that's Benny Medina. Right. And Benny Medina is uh, the real Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Right. And Benny Medina starts managing people. One of the people he's managing is a guy named Jay King and his group called. Uh, Social time. I'm sorry. Timex Social Club. And, and actually, no. The first the name of the first group that he managed um, they started as Club Nouveau with this song Lean on me We are not strong and I'll be your friend I'll help you carry Right and then they turned into Timex Social Club after they broke up and Timex Social Club, of course, had this joint. How do rumors get started? It started by the jealous people, and they get mad in something they had, and somebody else is holding. They tell me that temptation is very hard to So, Jay King from that group, from Sacramento, he ends up signing a kid to his group named Brian. Alexander Morgan. I think they call him Bam. I'm just going to call him Bam from here on, here on out. Who was, you know, a singer-songwriter, you know, trying to get his own deal and couldn't get his album off the ground. I think they had a group. And so what he ended up doing was getting matched up because he was a songwriter as well. He, he getting matched up with SWV and he ends up writing a song even before SWV he writes this song for a um, he writes it for Charlie Wilson right because he was a big Gap Band fan and he wanted to write his version of Wednesday Lover right so he was a big Gap Band fan he wanted to give this song to Charlie Wilson but although he wrote it for Charlie Wilson, he wrote it about Jay King's then girlfriend, who he was seeing all the time and coming to the studio with Jay King. And apparently Jay King will pull a gun on you too. Apparently Jay King was about that life. <laughs> but Jay King's girlfriend at the time was Shantae Moore. So the song Weak. I get so weak in the knees. Control. It's all 
although written for Charlie Wilson, was written about, not for, but about Shantae Moore. Ain't that crazy? <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's other, and I'm gonna let you know about some other, like, you know, SWV stuff, Brian Alexander Morgan uh, stuff a little bit longer, a little bit later, but I just thought that was fascinating, man. I thought that whole through line was fascinating. I knew part of it, but I just learned the first part of it the other day. So I was like, oh, I'm just going to put these together. Anyway, hope you enjoyed that segment. Hit me up. Let me know how to name it. Let's get it. Another episode in the books. This one was kind of long. Um, it's really long. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, the episodes will get shorter uh, soon. Um, and that's it, man. I uh, hope we are extending grace and love to each other. And, and you know, let's take uh, tonight's lesson, ingest it, and... Uh, <laughs> Let's come out better on the other side, man. I really hate that this had to happen. I hate that it had to happen in public, but I hate that it happened, period. Um, yeah, well, I hate that it happened in public, uh, you know, most of all. Because, you know what I'm saying, we all get mad. Handle what you got to handle backstage, you know. But uh, it is what it is, man. Uh, you know, it is what it is. But let's get it as... I'm going to close every week with saying, uh, repeating uh, words of the great uh, Quincy Jones. And he says, let's not be so full of ourselves and let's always leave space for God to enter the room. What's your favorite song? Yep. Family men bringing home dinners. Watch out for desperate.